0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to our side episode, review episode of The Wayward Dragons. Uh, I am, you know, I'm something. (laughs) Um, I'm Johnny. I am one of the two co-hosts here. In this episode, we talk about all of our reviews of what we've been reading, watching, playing so on and so forth uh and then if you listen to last week's episode or next week's episode those are on actual topics of like metaphysics and uh, true crime or you know the occult or some kind of zaniness like that uh, i also yeah. have a co-host
1: <laughs> i'm kelsey and welcome, welcome to this side episode. <sighs> I have not read anything. I've been reading stuff, but I have not completed anything. Do you do you want to talk about your um your Netflix? Oh,
0: I have so much to talk about.
1: <laughs> do you uh, wanna...
0: so, I know you're so, about so. I'll get so I'll get the easy part out of the way first. Okay. So I read the Golem and the Gin. By uh, Helen Wecker. Uh, I'm actually in the middle of the second book. It's a two-book thing. uh,
1: Two-book series.
0: Duology? Duology? I don't know what the actual proper term for two books is. Um, It was recommended to me. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. It felt like... Yes, there was stuff going on in the book, but it felt like a lot of it was just. I mean, of course, all books, the whole book is to set up the ending on the story, but I don't know. This just seemed like there was a lot more of a setup and it was like, oh, we're introducing these characters and we're slowly building on this and slowly building on this. And it's like a fantasy romance book, uh, not like a super sexy fantasy romance like you like so much uh, uh, so basically the premise of the book is that there is a djinn yeah, and there's a golem and they meet each other in New York City in the 1800s and their stories are way more interlinked than they think and they kind of fall in love there's like a whole weird thing yeah yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's it's not a bad read. I want to finish the second book before I give a real overview of the whole thing, but it's enjoyable. Uh, it does give some interesting lore in to both uh, Jinn and Gollum, which is pretty cool because those are two things that, you know, typically you'll see them in, like, it's it's legitimate lore okay, uh, from like the mythology of the different cultures they're from. But a lot of times you'll see it and you'll be like, Oh, Hey, this is a genie or Hey, this is a golem. And they tell you that basically the same story over and over again. And it's very like cut and dry. So I will say that about it. It is a little refreshing that they took archetypal characters or types of characters and, you know, molded a new story with them. Okay. Um, so that being said, I'm getting into the fun thing now. <laughs> so by the time this comes out, they would have already de- they will have already determined whether they are doing a second season for sure. Uh, cur- <laughs> That's rumor. Current, current,
1: cur- but she's stuck. Right there.
0: Gotcha. So, currently uh, they do have the script for season two written. Uh, Okay. The the first season surpassed every other TV show for views in, like, the opening weekend. But Netflix said they're going to take it and uh, see what viewership's like over the next couple weeks. So, if you haven't watched this or, you know, if if you have hey rewatch it guys um of course the show i'm talking about is the live action one piece series on netflix yeah uh i've i've been a fan of the anime and the manga since the early 2000s uh like 2001 2002
1: uh, <coughs> yeah
0: yeah when it first like they started showing it on cartoon network and i watched it there for a while back when four kids dubbed it and <clears throat> then when i got the chance later on i uh, when uh Tally entertainment started dubbing it i started watching that and i've been watching it since uh so of course i say watch the anime read the manga but this show absolutely amazing uh, people who are not fans of it have actually been like, watch, our fans of anime have been watching it because it's like, it's that good. The yeah. art design that they do, the costume design, it's uh, so on point with the anime and the manga. The amount of money they spent, the detail and care they put into it is amazing. The creator of the manga, who he started creating this and like did the first pitch for it, uh, in 1997. And he was like 17 at the time. Right. And so this has been like a lifelong thing he's been working on. Uh, and he's like, there's stuff in the earlier seasons of the series that of course is getting revealed now that was referenced then. Because um, yes, this is still going on. It is well over a thousand episodes in the manga or in the anime. Uh, but it was really cool what they did because and I was a little iffy on how they were going to do this because they crammed 83 episodes, which is approximately 22 hours into eight episodes, which turned out to be about eight hours, but they did it so perfectly. Like there's minor characters that aren't in there, of course, uh, save time and money, but everything else they did so perfectly. There were slight tweaks, of course, to the story, but I, it's, I I have no notes. Like it was so good. The acting is on point. The creator himself was uh, involved with everything, with casting, uh, with art design assistance, with do he forced Netflix to do reshoots until he was happy with it. And this you is his through. baby. Yeah, this is like that they. they there was a review on it that said that because anyone who's ever done a live action adaptation of any kind of anime. Yeah. Uh, it's bombed. Let's just say that like there's some that are okay, but it's bombed. They have not done good. This broke the curse of that. And it's, I can't tell you how, like how actually pleased I am. Um, First off, i us say this. Clowns should not be sexy.
1: <laughs>
0: clowns should not be sexy. Okay. Uh, the individual, and I'm pulling up his name now because I don't remember off the top of my head, but he is a very pretty man. And they have him playing Buggy the Clown, which is, he's a pirate. Uh, okay. Jeff Ward. And he does it in such a way that it's, I don't, I don't know, like the makeup design and his acting, it's absolutely phenomenal. And there's so many people that are like basically fangirling mm-hmm. over this guy. And I'm, I'm going to send you a picture of, uh, of him right now. So you can see, have you, uh, you guys have Netflix, right? Yeah. So you should definitely watch this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, if you have any questions, of course, I will answer all the questions and then some.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's terrifying looking, but.
0: But, like, in a weird, sexy way.
1: I can see where he can be perceived that way. Yeah. Because we're, like, clown pirate kind
0: of thing that's exactly what he is uh so and then every like the main cast of course uh one of the things i love about it is that oda was asked a question at one point where everyone would be from the real world like from our world if they were from here and they did casting according to that okay So, like, the main character, Monkey D. Luffy, he said that he would be Brazilian. They have a Latino man playing the role.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, There's one of the characters, when asked, he said he would be from Africa, and they actually have a black man playing the role. Okay. Uh, One of the characters, he was, you know, he's the chef, and of course he's French. And the guy they have playing the role actually speaks French. In the series, like, in the live action, uh, he, the character himself is, like, his fighting style is basically kicking the shit out of people.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Partly because he was taught that a chef does not use his hands for anything but caring for food.
1: Okay. I mean... So when he fights,
0: he... when he fights, he just kicks people. So he'll actually like have his hands in his pockets (laughs) while he's fighting. He took classes. So this man took classes for kickboxing to like learn how to do this like properly. And to the point where he loved it so much, he actually does it as a hobby. Now Um, he took classes Mm -hmm. on how to be a professional chef. To okay. make sure he was properly doing everything as a chef correctly. And not even that. He actually cooked for the crew behind the scenes in costume
1: <laughs>
0: to help him better connect with the character. And, like, the main cast, they're all super fans of the series and everything else. Uh, yeah. It's it's absolutely amazing. The guy who's pl- that plays Luffy, uh, there was an interview that he did. And, you know, he actually got to meet Oda and, of course... Uh, fun fact, Oda is a very private man.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's actually not a lot of pictures of him out online. Yeah. Uh, he's never done an interview where he's shown his face.
1: Yeah.
0: So you could literally walk by this man on the street any day and you would not know who he is.
1: Yeah.
0: But, uh, so, you know, you didn't see his face in the interview, but. He was talking to the actor and, you know, he was just like, when I saw your video, when I saw, you know, your audition video, as soon as I saw you, I knew this is Luffy. You are exactly the person that I had in my mind when I drew him Yeah, and when I came up with the idea. That's cool. But anyways, uh, I can keep talking about this forever. Yeah. <laughs> And you're just like, yep, 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 yep. Sorry, this is a huge, like, this is probably one of my, like...
1: It's one of your favorite things.
0: Yes, yes it is. Uh, I would say it's up there with Discworld.
1: Yeah, and Discworld's like number one.
0: Yeah, Discworld's number one. This is a close second. So, uh, it. it's... So, yes, if you have not watched the show, go watch the show. <laughs> uh, highly recommend it. Everyone who's seen it, that I know that I've talked to loved it. There's been a few people who are just like, Oh, what about this? What about this? But those are like the super elitist because you always have those people that complain about stuff. Uh, they can't just enjoy stuff, but yeah. It's, yeah. it's so good. Actually, I had a coworker walk up to me and he's just like, he's an English. He's an English guy, like older English guy. And he goes, have you ever heard of the one piece? And I'm like, Andy, let me tell you something.
1: <laughs> this is my niche. <laughs> like, this is my thing, and it, man. And he
0: just kind of, he just kind of looks at me, and I go like this whole spill, and uh, he's just like, "Oh, so you've seen it?" <laughs> and
1: I'm like, I've seen them all? Like, yeah. Thank you. Like, I,
0: I, I'm like, yes, I've, I am very well first.
1: <laughs> this is my thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, it was it was an entertaining conversation. But that's have I watched anything else? Done anything else? Oh, I did. I watched Mulan Rouge
1: for the first time or again?
0: Yeah, for the first time. Yeah. Was not a fan. <laughs> like it's I I'm all about camp. I I love camp. And certain, there's, I like some musicals. It has to be a certain, like, I don't know. I'm I'm weird because I either I love it or hate it when it comes to musicals. This was not one I loved. Mm. The music wasn't bad. My issue was, is that everyone in the thing is so bloody stupid. Yeah. Like there's a scene, (laughs) there's a scene where Ewan McGregor's character Literally yeah. hides his he's hiding from a guy, and all the thing that's hiding is he hides puts his face behind part of a tapestry on the wall, and the guy looks right at him, and he's just like, "Oh," and keep, keeps talking and doesn't see him. Yeah, like <laughs>
1: it's like what, like what the fuck? It was <laughs> yeah, it was not good. No, no, it's not. No. <laughs> I just, oh. yeah.
0: I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Of course, uh, you know, catching up on Star Trek stuff. But, you know, Star Trek's awesome, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not my thing, but... It's your thing, for sure. Well, you're more
0: fantasy than you are sci-fi, so.
1: Yes, this is true. This is very...
0: As As where I enjoy both. Yeah. And very different ways, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like I've done other things, but I guess not... The past two weeks are just kind of a blur to me.
1: Dude.
0: (laughs) I I, I feel like I'm missing something. Like I should have remembered something, but don't. I watched Chopping Mall. That's a fun movie.
1: (laughs) Chopping Mall?
0: Oh, it is an amazing 1980s classic about this mall that they decided to put high-tech robots in to guard, and okay. lightning strikes and causes the robots to go crazy, and these okay. kids are in the mall overnight. They work at the... I say, yeah, they're kids, kind of. They're like teenagers. Uh, but they're partying it up at the mall Is you know, they work there, so they're just like, we're going to take it and we're going to party here. <laughs> because it's the 80s, and <laughs> yep. I guess teenagers party everywhere. And they get stuck yep. inside the mall with these murderous robots, and so they're trying to fight the robots that are basically indestructible, and, uh, you know, it's a ridiculous 80s sci-fi horror. Okay. With killer robots.
1: Okay. Okay. Have you been watching anything? So... I watched the Boy Scouts of America documentary. Don't watch okay. it. Don't watch it.
0: I mean, I wasn't planning on it. I hate the Boy Scouts.
1: It is so infuriating to watch.
0: As, as someone who is a scout and like knowing what they stand for and the fact that, you know, they literally use government funding for a private organization where they push certain theological values even though they yes. don't do it. Yes. It's, I, I freaking hate the Boy Scouts.
1: Like, the documentary is about the sexual predators that they hid, that the, the Boy Scouts of America, like, covered up.
0: Kind of like the Catholic Church?
1: yes yes and they talk about their heavy ties to well ties to they're no longer associated with the mormon community now because where they lifted the ban on gay um scout masters. so when they lifted that ban the mormon church dropped as one of their major sponsors but they do talk about the heavy involvement of the Catholic church, the Latter-day Saints church. Um, But they, the whole documentary is about how the Boy Scouts of America um, for decades knew of Scoutmasters that were um, pedophiles and Mm -hmm. how they covered up the situation Um, because a good couple years ago when the Boy Scouts of America filed for bankruptcy, all of the victims started coming forth and it's over like 80,000 men came forward, um, saying that they were victims of child sexual abuse and stuff like that. So the documentary is like heavy on the documents that cover got covered up and, um, the main whistleblower he's very much like i am the whistleblower like i'm the one that did this like it was a um cop they hired a cop as like their um like child protector coordinator kind of person um and the cop had worked in child sexual (laughs) abuse case like that's what he did um as a cop So, he's like, I I know what to do. Like, I know where your loopholes are. And kind of, this is where we're kind of um, got some risks. And they're like, no, it's okay. Like, they don't want to have, they don't background check people. Because it's too much money. (laughs) And it's not convenient. Yeah, I was like, what? like it's it's not that hard to run a background check on somebody. You could honestly probably get it for free if you looked in the right places. Yeah? Like but yeah, the whole documentary is about the um cover-up of the pedophiles that were in the Boy Scouts for a very long time. Um so that was infuriating. <laughs> like, it's so frustrating. I'm like, our kids are never being, if the idea of becoming a Boy Scout comes up, nope, honey, no. Unless your dad is the Scoutmaster, because I am not doing this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's.
1: Like, no, and even then, it's like, I I can teach you all the skills that you need to live out in the world. Like, wilderness. Yeah, just I
0: mean, just go freaking buy the books.
1: Yeah, go camping.
0: And, yeah, teach them yourself. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like I'm just like
0: exactly. It's just it's a Christian organization and yeah. it's a boys' club and it's full of like all sorts of different types of abuse and brainwashing and
1: yes, yes. So I watched that. Um, I finished Gil's All Fright Diner. By Aileen Martinez. That. That was hilarious. To listen to. How so? Well so. <laughs> it's very misogynistic. Kind like of. I'm not sure what
0: the cackle was about. But okay. Continue. But it,
1: like it, just the way he describes stuff. Like it's, it's kind of vulgar. But it's. It's right for that book um so you have a big burly vampire that or not burly vampire you have a big burly werewolf and you have this very <laughs> scrawny of a man that's a vampire and they're kind of friends and they're driving down the road and they're almost out of gas and they pull up on this diner and next thing you know, they're getting attacked by zombies and they have to stay, obviously, because they're out of gas and stuff, and just the vampire falls in love with the the um, the ghost at a cemetery. Um, so part of the book is getting, because she's the guardian of the cemetery, so breaking her out of the cemetery. Um, but you find out that there's a reason why Gil put the diner in a plate in that place, um, and Gil wanted to open Hell's Gate basically, and he put the diner where the gates were. So there's a reason why the town has always had supernatural activity, and it's amplified since the diner. But Gil goes missing. <laughs>
0: Is this a show or a book?
1: It's a book.
0: Okay. It's, it's like oddly book. similar to several TV shows. Like it's like, like several different TV shows I've seen amalgamated into a book that
1: Yeah. Um but Gil's spirit gets trapped in a magic eight ball <laughs> <laughs> by this teenager that he like brainwashes this teenage girl into completing his plans and she's called mistress lilith which i of course I think, she is yeah and it, it's a lot of jokes on things her boyfriend's super dumb um and you know it's that typical teenage like i'm smarter than everybody else type thing yeah so it it is very funny. It's there's some vulgar descriptives used especially for um, the diner's waitress, like describing her double chin and just she's not very small.
0: <laughs> so it's just like So is it meant to be satire?
1: I think in a way I think so. Okay. I started listening with um to it with my brother we were driving for my bachelorette party and i quickly figured out that this is not something i can listen to with him in the car um, cuz Why he, is that? He was just like what the fuck is this? And i'm like it's an audiobook. I've I've, I've listened to other I've listened to another book by this person and this is like they're what they're known for is Gil's All-Right Diner and yeah he was like what what is this i'm like obviously you've never listened to an audiobook before one um but yeah so it was it was funny it's very funny um but it, it's it's a little vulgar if you're not used to that sort of thing. So I don't know if he wrote it as satire for it to be kind of like that. Um, and then I f- finished... Um, I can't remember if I talked about this in the last one. But The Widow of Pale Harbor by Hester Fox. Um, I don't understand how I find, like, Christian-based mysteries... I'm confused on how I find these things. Um, but the widow of pale Harbor takes place in, um, like late 1800s were during the supernatural or, um, supernatural Jesus, um, spiritualist movement. And, people in this town start dying like Edgar Allan Poe poems um and you find out it's someone in the village who has a vendetta against her because of something her ex-husband said that she was not aware that he said um so it was one of those it's very predictable moments so but that, I don't understand, and it's very Christian-based. I don't understand how I pick these up.
0: Because your true calling is, uh, Jeebus.
1: But that's all I've that's all I've listened to, that's all I've watched. I've been, I'm less than two weeks away from my wedding. Um, so that's kind of taking all of my time um, trying to get everything. Now it's the logistics of trying to get everything <laughs> coordinated and everything else.
0: Yeah, our next episode, we're actually going to be recording in person. So that's going to be interesting.
1: I know. I know. We have not been in the same room for almost eight years.
0: <laughs> so that'll be, uh, that'll be a fun time.
1: I was telling kids at my job about, like, how we normally see each other every year. I'm telling them about what we do and how nerdy we are. And they're just like, what? And I'm like, what? Like, this is what, you don't do this with your best friend? Like, <laughs> you don't go nerd out for a weekend? Like... And they're like, what? No, most what? of those
0: people are super lame.
1: Like, and I'm like, yeah. I go, you've never had to, like, spray your best friend with fucking hairspray and cover him with glitter? <laughs> 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 like, That was a like, thing that happened. <laughs> they're like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah. He went as, like, a glitter fairy to a rave, and I'm in the bathroom spraying him with <laughs> fucking hairspray and covering him in glitter. And they're like, what I'm like? Well, yeah. Like we might live on opposite sides of of the planet, but this is how we meet every year. I don't have the luxury of my best friend lives down this the street. <laughs> like,
0: you know, the best people live at least seven hundred miles away.
1: Yeah, for real. Like, it's it's how it happens. <laughs> and they're just like you're weird i'm like i'm aware <laughs> please tell me something. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> thanks for noticing can you tell me something that's not obvious <laughs> <laughs> like i am aware but yeah our next episode we're recording in person holy shit it's batman
0: it's gonna be nuts
1: it is gonna be nuts I gotta figure out right. how we're gonna do this. <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. We might just take over my dining room table for it. <sighs> I gotta figure out, because I gotta bring wedding stuff inside, and cause I got wedding stuff out in my garage. Yeah, we might just take over the table for a couple Sounds
0: hours. Sounds good.
1: All right, well. I think that's all we have for this one.
0: Yep. So until next time, I'm Johnny. I wasn't sure how <laughs> I went today at the end of that,
1: <laughs> and I'm Kelsey. Bye.
0: Bye.